Hey! Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show Podcast. Kelly Moore and I, live from Bell MTS Place for the Canada-Nigeria basketball game. So we've got lots of basketball guests on the podcast today. Also, Luke Wilson, not that Luke Wilson, a member of the Oakland Raiders who will be in Canada in a couple weeks for that preseason NFL game. He's a Canadian in the NFL. There aren't a lot like him. You'll hear our chat on the podcast. I'm going to play you this interview that I did earlier in the day with Luke Wilson. Not that Luke Wilson. He's the tight end, NFL tight end. By the way, what happened to Luke Wilson, the actor? I swear it's been like a decade since he's been anything. But anyway, Luke Wilson, the football player, is going to be here in Canada in just under two weeks. He plays for Oakland now. He's played in the past with Detroit and Seattle. Oakland, of course, playing Green Bay August 22nd at IG Field. So I started the interview earlier today by asking the 29-year-old from LaSalle, Ontario, which is near Windsor, by the way, how it feels to join the Raiders organization. You know, it's been uh, it's been fun, especially the way this uh, kind of roster has been put together. Got a lot of uh, guys that are from different places, like myself, and a lot of guys that have been drafted here. So it's a pretty good mix, and there's uh, just a good energy right now amongst this group and this coaching staff. So it's been a lot of fun in that sense. What's it like having a bunch of cameras around for Hard Knocks filming everything? Uh, it's a bit odd sometimes. Um, you know, you're talking with your teammate and they've got a camera behind you and one of those big boom microphones. But, you know, that being said, there's so many of them. And it's been a couple of weeks now that uh, I don't really seem to notice it as much anymore. Do the players in the NFL watch Hard Knocks or is it more so for the fans? I would say it's more so for the fans. I I don't know. I've never seen a full episode. I'm sure there are a few guys that do watch it. But, uh, you know, it's, at the end of the day, it's a Hollywood production. So I've heard some rumblings about the first episode that I don't think were completely accurate. But I'm sure it's good for the drama of the uh, overall show. I think the big takeaway from the first episode was John Gruden's speech about he doesn't want dreams, he wants nightmares and People love hearing the swearing on HBO because anyone that's played sports knows they're, knows they're swearing in sports. But what's John Gruden like as a coach? Uh, very high energy, very passionate. Uh, for me, it's been a lot of fun because he's, you know, he's an offensive-minded guy. And in my uh, past six years in this league, I've only played for mainly defensive guys. Um, so it's been fun in that sense. But he is a... Uh, pretty neat to have a guy that, you know, day in, day out, every minute of the day is, is that passionate and excited about football. What level of pride is there being a Canadian in the NFL, knowing that there just aren't a lot of Canadians that play down south? Yeah, that's something I've, I've really taken a lot of pride in, in the sense of, uh, you know, it's tough to make it out of Canada, and then uh, it's obviously tough to get this league no matter where you're at. So I know that I think there's six or seven of us that uh, I've kind of been usually around that number on the unactive roster. So be one of those guys the last few years is something I take a lot of pride in and try and represent uh, not just my hometown, but, you know, all the Canadian kids out there that have a dream playing football. You want a Super Bowl with Seattle, uh, John Ryan, Canadian on that team as well. What was it like having another Canuck on the squad? Uh, it was pretty special. You know, we took a, I think I've got a photo lying around with, 
us two and a Canadian flag after the game. Um, like both of us, kind of small town Canadian kids, it was a pretty special moment. So you're going to be coming up to Winnipeg in a couple weeks against the Green Bay Packers. How excited are you for that? Yeah, it's the first time I've played in Canada since high school. So uh, it'll be pretty neat. You know, right now everybody's asked me what the hell Winnipeg's like. I've never been to Winnipeg, so I've got no answers for them. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be pretty cool, you know, obviously go back. And and I won't have too many family members there, I'm sure. But just being in the country of Canada is always enjoyable for me. I guess people are asking you just because you're the Canadian and they assume you've been everywhere in Canada? Exactly, you know. And I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm going to get the, do you know this guy from Canada soon? But sorry, it comes with the territory. I'm uh, looking forward to being up there. And then you'll just play however much they want you to play? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's kind of my first year um, with this staff. So I don't know how they run the preseason, but I'm assuming that you know third preseason games usually one where uh, vets play the longest. But we'll see. Again, that's kind of up to the coaching staff. How do you fit into the the offense here? What what's your role going to be on the team this year? You know, that's a good question. I think right now, uh, kind of finishing up this second week of camp, um, it's still kind of up for debate. Uh, I try and be able to do a little bit of everything, so. As the preseason rolls on, I'll probably be able to answer that a little bit better. But right now, uh, just trying to go out there and make the most of the opportunities and then kind of let them decide what the role will be. What do you miss most about uh, Canada not being there? What are you going to try to maybe pick up while you're here? Any snacks or any restaurants you want to visit that you haven't been able to? Not really. I uh, spend most of the off-season back in my hometown of LaSalle there in Ontario, so and we get a little break between off-season and, and OTAs. I mean, sorry, off-season and camp. So I was in Canada probably two and a half, three weeks ago. So it's not like I've been gone for too long yet. Okay. But I'm sure once I'll be up there, I'll, uh, I'm sure I'll be able to, you know, depending on how much time, kind of mosey around and check Winnipeg out. What's LaSalle like? It's a small town in Ontario. You know, I like it. It's home. Um, right by Windsor. So kind of a blue-collar town, uh, my opinion. A lot of great people there. I'm obviously biased, but it's home, and I'm uh, you know, pretty proud of it and proud to be from there. It's a kind of a great Canadian story. Someone from a small town grows up to play in the NFL, so I'm sure you've got a lot of Canadians that have probably shared their uh, joy in your story over the years, maybe – fans have come up to you because they're Canadian, because you're Canadian? Yeah, uh, I get that quite a bit. And, uh, you know, even for me, I kind of uh, pay attention. You know, I don't know them directly to other Canadians that are in the league. So it's kind of like we've got a bit of a brotherhood, even though we don't know each, all of us know each other. But uh, a lot of guys do cross paths as well, especially if you're from the same province. Uh, you know, I don't know him well, but I've crossed paths with Brent Urban. In my youth, um, Christian Covington's another Canadian. We both went to college together at Rice. I'm a little bit older than him. So, uh, you know, John Ryan, obviously didn't know him until I was with Seattle. So you kind of cross paths with these guys, and the team football circle is not as big. It's, you know, it's one of those kind of small world things. So you get to uh, know or know of other guys throughout your time. 
Well, Luke, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me today, and we'll see you in Winnipeg in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. Right. I am joined at the table here at Bell MTS Place by Canada Basketball CEO and President Glenn Grunwald. How are you doing, Glenn? Christian, thanks for having me on. It's uh, been a great game so far. Yeah. Well, how do you feel the atmosphere has been here in Winnipeg? It's been awesome. I'll tell you, the fans have been into the game from the get-go, and uh, there's been a lot of amazing plays. Uh, Corey Joseph and Andrew Nemhart both made some amazing drives there, and then uh, Nigeria's playing pretty well, too, so we've got a real basketball game on our hands here. Now, a lot of talk has been made about who isn't here tell us more about who is here and the kind of talent that is on this team well we've got some of our stalwarts that have been around uh, for a long time led by Corey joseph who's shown great leadership just signed a big contract with the sacramento kings uh ken birch who, who just resigned with the orlando magic and then we've got some players that are are great european players we have the the best group of european players professional players that we ever had melvin Egan is a top player in europe uh, Kevin Pangos might be the best point guard not in the NBA. And then we have a player like Kyle Wilcher that's really coming on as a tremendous shooter. So, And then we fill it in with some of our younger players, like uh, Andrew Nebhardt, who's going into his sophomore year at the University of Florida. has played very well in the two games so far and looked very good in practice. So lots of, lots of good players. So it shows the depth of talent we have in Canada. Is this more of a character team? Then if you had all the NBA stars like Jamal Murray, R.J. Barrett, Andrew Wiggins, etc.? Well, any good team is going to be a, a character team, and, and you've got to have that if you're going to be successful, particularly at the international level where you have you know, players pay, playing with great passion for their countries, and I, I think that's what we're seeing here, and I think it'll continue on uh, over to China. So you've got the tune-up still in Australia. We'll talk about that in just a second, but just looking at the World Cup group you're in, Senegal, Lithuania, Australia, how tough is that going to be? Well, we, we probably got the toughest draw. The, it's been nicknamed the group of death. There uh, always has I, to be one. <laughs> but I think we'll be fine. I think, uh, you know, uh, Coach Nurse has seen Lithuania play a lot. He's worked with uh, Jonas Valanciunas, who will be playing for Lithuania, the former Raptor. And, uh, you know, Australia's going to be tough. But, uh, hey, we're, we've got a good team here. And I think if we play well, play as a team, take good shots and, and play tremendous defense, we've got a good shot to, to move on. And you look at the kind of leadership that Nick Nurse brings to the table, not just because he just coached the team to an NBA championship, but because he has a lot of experience at many levels of basketball. Yeah, he's uh, he's worked at uh, all different levels, including the G League, and been successful at all the various levels. So the FIBA game's a little bit different. To me, it's a more enjoyable game even than the NBA game. It's a fit more fast-paced, a little more physical game, and we've seen it here tonight how exciting the game can be. So what else, what else makes it better, in your opinion? Uh, the rules are a little bit different. You know, you have the offensive goaltending. You have a little shorter three-point line. The game is only 10-minute uh, quarters as opposed to 12-minute quarters, so it's a lot more fast-paced. It fast flies paced. by. It flies. So, yeah. And and then there's less timeouts. So the, the game is, is, is going on more often and less, less, less timeouts interrupting play. Basically in and out in two hours almost. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great game. And, uh, you know, when I retire someday, I'm going to go over and watch, uh, get season tickets for some, some EuroLeague team and enjoy that. Yeah. So – the logistics of this now you're going to fly to australia tomorrow yes yeah we fly leave on saturday arrive on monday and uh, then we have five games over there two games against the australians in perth and then two games against the new zealand in, in sydney and then we finish up on august 26th against the united states in sydney and then we move on for our first game on september 1st in dongguang china how tall are you 
Six eight. Yeah. So did you upgrade your ticket? Yeah, I, I was uh, really worried about that. I didn't know if I could survive a fourteen hour flight uh, sitting in coach. So that yeah, should be good. Yeah. So, so what do you enjoy most about your position as president CEO of Canada Basketball? Well, mostly the people. Uh, there's so many great people involved in basketball across this country. Uh, Adam Westlake, who's the executive director for Basketball Manitoba, is a tremendous guy. He does a great job here with Basketball Manitoba. We inducted John Whalen today into our Hall of Fame, a referee from Calgary. And then we have so many alumni from Canada Basketball that are that are here. Even the premier, Brian, uh, uh, is a former Ballister, basketball yeah. player. Yeah. And uh, we he met up with his old coach, Jerry Hemmings, from the University of Brandon and Brandon University. So it was, it's great to to get these reunions together and reliving uh, past memories and good times. Yeah, so just Kelly uh, Moore is also at the table here. And, Kelly, I don't know if you have any questions for Glenn Grunwald here. He just popped in. Well, I don't know. Uh, all Kristen would have asked all the intelligent questions. Yes, Glenn, yes so, he has great questions. Yeah, so I'll, I'll ask the ones that make you think, where did they bring this guy from? <laughs> but uh, I know Kristen and I were talking about that group that Canada is in yeah. uh, for uh, FIBA uh, in, in China. I mean, it looks like it might be the most difficult group to come out of. Would that yeah. be accurate to I say think so? It's true. And and uh, if we get through the Australias and the uh, Lithuanias and the Senegals, then our next group is probably Germany and France, and those are very good programs too. So we'll we have our work cut out for us. But again, I'm optimistic, and I think uh, you know we need to qualify for the Olympics by finishing among the top two of the seven teams from the Americas that are in the tournament. There's 32 teams total, right. but only seven. So obviously the U.S. is going to be the favorite, but uh, I think we have a good chance to finish up second there. Is this the premier non-Olympics basketball tournament in the world? Yeah, North America, the Olympics is, is sort of the number one thing. But across the world, this, this FIBA World Cup, uh, used to be the world championship, is considered the biggest and best to tournament, the most prestigious to win because of the quantity and quality of, of players and teams. You know, Glenn, there was a lot of talk uh, once some of the NBA players just weren't making themselves available, that perhaps it's the timing of the tournament. But when could you play this thing when it would be good timing? Yeah. Now, there's always a reason not to play, but fortunately we have a lot of good players that have yeah. found reasons to play, and, and that's that's what makes me happy. And, and I think our fans, if they can follow us uh, in, in the – in the tournament and as we go over in Australia, I think they'll enjoy following this team. I, I know the fan. I mean, it's a great crowd yeah. tonight. I mean, a very lively crowd, and they're appreciating the effort and the skill level that these players are showing on both teams. I'm curious, just from your perspective, how much the Raptors championship meant to basketball in Canada. Well, I think it created a lot of basketball fans and a lot of aspiring basketball players, so it'll have dividends for a long time. Uh, and uh, it, it's helped us a, f a fair bit, too. So, so you know, we've our enrollment in our junior NBA, which is a basketball introduction program that we partner with the NBA Canada on, has been uh, enrollment's way up. And, uh, you know, it's creating some issues like uh, we have to find more facilities to play basketball because the demand is increasing. We have to find more referees uh, to referee the game. So, so these are good problems to have, quality problems, and we'll figure it out. How much has this game grown, Glenn, just from the time that you were involved at the NBA level to now where you're working at the national level. Yeah. I, I arrived in Canada in 1994 uh, to work with the Raptors in the startup of that. The first year was 95. But I, I, you know, it soon became apparent to me that there was a lot of good grassroots basketball already in Canada. This wasn't like the NHL going down to southern right. Florida where except for a few snowbirds in, uh, or southern California, no one's ever played. 
this has been a well-established sport in, in Canada at the school system level for a long time, universities and colleges. So we had a great start. And then I think the Raptors served as a catalyst for further interest and growth in the sport and served as role models, people like Vince Carter. And now Kawhi Leonard is going to serve as an inspiration and mentor for a lot of uh, future Canadians. So it's, it's, it just builds on itself. And, and, and like I said, there's so many good people involved in this sport. It's, it's, it's the best part of it. Well, Glenn, we appreciate you coming to spend uh, some 10 minutes with us okay, here tonight. Christian. Enjoy the rest of the game right, and have a good go flight Canada. to Australia. Yeah, go right. Canada, go. All right, thank yeah. you. All right. Because it is basketball Canada, we have a lot of great former players in attendance. One of them is Ken Opalco from Winnipeg, represented Canada from 76 to 79 as a member of the junior and senior men's national teams, Kelly. And for your money, one of the best players this province has ever produced. Well, I remember uh, I, I had just was just out of school uh, when he was, well, I guess, no, I was probably still in high school when he was playing at the University of Winnipeg. But when he went to the national team, you heard a lot about Ken Opalco. And I had a chance to go down courtside uh, to visit with Ken at halftime of the game here tonight. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit first. And then I said, you know, Kenny, I said, uh, for for uh, a lot of people's monies, not just my opinion, you are the best player this province has ever produced. And his cheeks were a little bit flushed, so I asked him, "Yeah, are you? Are you is it just because of the heat in the arena, or are you a little embarrassed?" No, oh, well, I'm blushing, uh, but also I'm just so proud uh, that I played in Winnipeg and I played at University of Winnipeg and I played for the national team, and that's why this is such a big deal. Uh, I was playing at this level, and to, to see these guys, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I actually used to be able to do that. Now with my two knees replaced, and uh, I don't do this anymore. So I'm just excited about how basketball has just exploded in Canada. Uh, of course, with the Raptors and Nurse and, and uh, winning the championship. But also, Basketball Manitoba has done a phenomenal job in our province, and basketball is just exploding in our province. And that, as a basketball person, that makes me so excited. Well, of course, you coached and taught at MBCI for a number of years after you have finished playing. And, you know, when you look around this crowd, uh, what is really impressive here tonight, Ken, yeah, there's some people that probably were around watching you play as a youngster, but, man, it's a young crowd too, isn't it? Well, actually, I noticed a whole bunch of my players that I coached are in the crowd. So that's pretty special too, that that they still love basketball. Uh, and I coached for 28 years at NBCI, 932 high school games. I have every score sheet except for my first year. I can't find that folder. I have 900 score sheets. Uh, like it was a big deal to me to give back. I got so much out of basketball and I traveled all over the world and I had all my education paid for and I made phenomenal friends. And so of course I wanted to give back. So coaching 28 years, I definitely gave back. If, if you were still playing today, how would you fit into today's game? Would you still have been the pure scorer that you were? Yes, we, we were just talking about that. I was just, I'm sitting with Bob Town, and he said, Kenny, oh my goodness, can you imagine if you would have had the three-point line? Uh, and, and also when I played on the national team, it was always get the ball to the big guys inside. And so as a, as a shooter, I would have been more important right now in today's game. Because now in the international basketball, if you can't shoot, you won't win. It's really that simple. You can have great big guys, and that's important. But if you don't have shooters, you're in trouble. And you know what I think is really cool about this? We're speaking with Ken Opalco, 
Uh, the, the former U of W great, as he just mentioned, played for the national team. Uh, but what I think also is really great is that, you know, yeah, there were a lot of NBA players that decided not to play for Canada, yes. but you wouldn't know it by the entertainment factor in this game here tonight. Yes, and that and that's the thing. I talked to Glenn Grunwald before, the CEO of Canada Basketball, and obviously they're disappointed that some guys chose not to come for various reasons. Yeah. Uh, there's injuries, there's contracts. There's, I, it's a different world now. Is, yeah. But he said, you know what? These are the guys that did come, and so we're going to support them 100%, and they're going to try their best, which they're doing. You look great with that scarf, the Team Canada yes. scarf, the Apolco on it as well. Uh, congratulations. I'm never taking this scarf off. I, I'm gonna <laughs> maybe, you know what, maybe that'll lead you to the, the folder with the 32 missing score sheets. Yes, maybe, maybe. I'm, I'm hoping. No, it's, it's a really nice touch by uh, Basketball Manitoba and Team Canada to do this for us. When they announced to us that we were going to be their special guests for this game, I'm supposed to be actually be at a wedding right now. My wife and my whole family's at this wedding, and I said to my wife, I've waited for 40 years for this to be honored in my own city, and I said, I am not missing this game tonight. So my brother's here with me. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck, but Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?